police car ran into me and then they said it was my fault. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guess who won? Police. Yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Did you take a solicitor? Um, no, because um, a friend of mine, um, a friend of mine's dad is a barrister and he said, you're not going to win. <laughs> so no point. Yeah. Just take it. No. <laughs> and it was lame. like a 400, $400 fine, I think. Oh, yeah, fine too. The... Mm, I had to go to court and um, I should went in court and they were talking to me and it was it was like a, you know, it was a car accident, but it was a minor thing, mm. nothing big, but it was a police car running into me um, from the side too. Not, <laughs> so, well, I mean, it was definitely not my fault, but anyway, it was in the middle of the night, it was bucketing and raining. And the police car ran into my front, like driver's side, front left, front right's front. And it was like a little ding. And, but the police car, the front bumper bar was sort of semi hanging off. Oh, yeah. Um, and then what I did, I didn't mention it at the time, but they put us in, because there was a couple of us in a car. <clears throat> they put us in a police car and with no lights and sirens. They ran a red light and there was no one, it was like empty. They could have waited and it was not a rush thing. Yeah, right. They ran a red light. Mm. And I was, we were sitting in the back of the police car going, should we do a call out citizen's arrest? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I was young. I was like 18, 17, oh, I right, just yeah. got my license. Gotcha. <clears throat> and um, mm. yeah, and I had to go to court. Um, it was, yeah, like a, maybe three or $400 fine. For driving without due care, wow. even though it was a police car who was driving without due care, <laughs> and um, yeah, they were really nasty to me in, in court too. Yeah, they were not nice. No. But anyway, that was my one court um, appearance. Yeah, no, I've had one too. Ah, did, okay. <laughs> while we're on, I've had, while we're on tape. Oh, are we, okay. Welcome to the Super Finals and Happy Time Battle Show. Yeah, I um, the court edition. The court edition. <laughs> How illegal we are! We're, we're, so. Wild. Oh, and we had people say, "We need to. Oil, you need to oil your chairs." Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. We'll do that next time. For yes, sure. next time. Yeah, I was away for like for four months or something. Um, in jail. No. <laughs> no, with the band, I was touring and, and living away, and um. And my rego, my registration for the car ran out like a week before I got back or something, and I didn't realise like all my mail was forwarded to me except for that renewal notice for some reason. And I just didn't realise. And the day I got back, hopped in the the car to go to the shops, and then just on a side street, got pulled over for a random breath test. And he's like, looks at the sticker and says, "Uh, have you paid your rego?" <laughs> like, Those were the days when there were stickers. Yeah. <coughs> this is not that long anymore. No. Um, yeah, so um, said, uh, what? <laughs> but he was really nice about it. He says, oh, I'll, I'll just give you a fine. let you go if, you know, if it's me. But because it's that in particular um, offence, you have to, it has to be a court thing because you're driving an unregistered vehicle on the road. So, man, it was like, <laughs> from like 8, 8 or 9 in the morning until my, my, um, I think it was heard about three or four in the afternoon. Okay. The crappest longest day. There's I can imagine. <laughs> all these derrows going, oh, oh, I was just growing weed for a mate 
<laughs> this is the fourth time, Darren. Get it. Get it. I've got four maids that wanted it. Um, I actually, a good friend of mine, um, who's a bit of a rock star, so I'm going to tell the story because he's a rock star. Um, I mean, this has nothing to do with super fun or some happy time pedals, but um, so I used to, for probably about eight, seven, eight, nine years, I was in a like a covers band, corporate band, <clears throat> and a drummer in that band. There's a guy called Luke Williams, who now plays in a band called De Letter Circus, who just got international major label oh, cool. like with BMG. And, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, few, like, they're doing pretty good. Great drummer, awesome drummer, awesome, you know, good, good dude, awesome drummer. And anyway, uh, he, he just got back from um, spending a fair bit of time in Europe, and, uh, Europe well, mainland Europe, UK and US on a tour and he just got back and um i got in touch with him and we were doing a there was a wedding and i needed a, a drummer and he goes oh yeah cool yeah man i'll do it i'll do it um and i think uh, dion was there too actually anyway and uh, we had to be like with a lot of times with weddings you have to be there fairly early to set up before everyone arrives and with this one this is up um here on the sunshine coast where we live there's like um it's called a hinterland. It's sort of like a mountainous area. And because um, we're like on the beach and stuff here, kind of. But you go into this sort of mountainous area and there's lots of nice views and stuff. And there's lots of wedding venues. And with this particular ve- wedding venue, we had to set up in the morning and a gig was until nighttime. Um, so I went up there because I had the PA and most of my gear. The other guy, like the bass player and the sax player, they just came on the night. Mm-hmm. But I brought the PA and Luke at the drums, so we had to set up early. So we met up there, <clears throat> set up. And at the time, he had his, um, uh, everyone called it Tweety Bird. He had a yellow van. like a, oh, right. okay. um, I don't know what kind of van it was, but it was yellow. It was like a really canary yellow van. Yeah. And he set up and everything. And anyway, and then we drove back, and he went back to his mum's house. I think he was visiting with her because she lives in the area. And, so we drove down the hill. It's like a sort of a you know nice scenic road down the hill, and there was a few car cars were flashing, saying there was a police car, like flashing the lights. So you know you make sure you slow down and drive nice speed. So there was a police car on the side of the road. Um, Luke was just in front of me, and he slowed down as well. Anyway, so we drive down the hill, and like at least ten minutes later, this police car just goes fanging past me. <laughs> right. So Luke was a bit ahead of me. Police car just goes fanging past me, like ridiculously fast down this hill. And I went, oh, wow, I wonder what he's up to. Anyway, so I go around this sort of bend, <laughs> and he pulled Luke over. Yeah. Because um, he must have checked his rego after he drove past. Right. And because Luke was away for such a long time, he had a an unregistered car because the registration went out. Right. And his license expired. Oh, no. <laughs> so he was, <laughs> he was a... An unlicensed driver driving an unregistered car. <laughs> and he had to leave the car at the side of the road. He oh, yeah. wasn't allowed to take it. So luckily I saw it and stopped. And then I gave him a lift. And he, <laughs> he actually got more drum stuff that he had in his car, in his van, out and put into my car. Because <laughs> he wasn't allowed to drive his car. And yeah, he got majorly hammered for that. I think he got quite a hefty fine and yeah, caught down and stuff. But it literally was, he was away for maybe six months. Mm. Yeah. Um, and... Just didn't think of it, and he literally just got back, That's and we just did the gigs. So. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, welcome to the podcast. It's an expensive gig, eh? The uh, oh, I think he, yeah, I yeah. think he cost him that gig. He didn't, <laughs> yeah. and it was a well-paid gig too. Yeah. Um, mm. 
Yeah. So Happy welcome to the podcast, the uh, court edition, <laughs> uh, the law-breaking edition, outlaw edition. Outlaw <laughs> edition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, we're, we're rebels now. We just had a uh, chocolate brownie. Chocolate brownie and <laughs> oog coffee. coffee. And coffee. And I'm still a bit croaky. Yeah. Again. It's hanging on here. Oh, it's two months. It doesn't want to go away. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast. We've had a little bit of a break um, with people being sick, sickness in, in families, school holidays. Um, life stuff. Life stuff. Mis- um, mis- miscellaneous of life. Miscellaneous life. Thanks. Yeah. So, yeah, it, what was it about maybe two weeks ago, maybe a bit more that we had Jack here? Mm. And that you was the that. last one. Uh, but now we're back Yo. with a vengeance. Are we? I don't know. It's always, <laughs> Sounds like a movie trailer. Doesn't it's it? it's um. It always, if you ever, I don't know. If you want to watch a really dumb movie from the eighties, <laughs> watch a movie called Vidiot Vidiot from VHF or VDH Vidiot of VHS or something like that. Okay. It's a weird uh, Vidiot anyway, like an idiot, but Vidiot. Right. Um, and it's Widow Yankovich. Oh yeah. And um, it's this bizarre movie and. The guy, Michael Richards, who plays Kramer, is in it as well. Oh, really? He's a janitor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. But he does all these little... I don't remember exactly why, but there's these little sort of... Um, uh, like Almost like movie preview teasers of old movies. There's like Rambo and stuff. Mm. And one of them is Gandhi 2. <laughs> back s- with a vengeance. I think you said, yeah. He's back, and this time he's out for revenge. <laughs> and he has like his loincloth thing, and like a like a sort of you know what he wears, robe, robe thing. Yeah. And then he has a machine guns underneath it and shoots everyone. <laughs> Gandhi too. <laughs> <laughs> Payback. Nice. All right. Anyway, uh, back to like proper things. So, uh, what's what's new with you, Alex? Um. I got some pedal buggins this week. Ah! They're just next to you, they actually. These ones. That's one. <laughs> and that's the other one. Oh, it is a different sound. Yeah. It's because... <laughs> that one's transparent. <laughs> that one's more transparent. <laughs> I, um, I'm sure it's... Well, <coughs> Facebook are doing that like marketplace thing now. <laughs> Facebook. I think Facebook is worldwide. Yeah. No, but the marketplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part, yeah, of, part yeah. of the app. Yeah. So... Um, you know, it's like a trading post or eBay type advertising. Is it Craigslist in America? I yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, so this guy locally was selling his son's guitar pedals. And um, this is the um, Zier Drive, Durham Electronics, and the other one's the um, Tube, Tube Dreamer, Dreamer Plus. Tube Jam. And uh, he, he put, put them up there with a couple of other cheap, like Zoom. Like you, I effects. thought you were talking about the Zoom ones when you, because uh, it was a Zoom G two. Yeah, like the newer, the electric plastic. and acoustic one. Yeah, a little plastic. It's like the five hundred five, but the newer version. Well, it's still like ten years old, but yeah. Yeah, it's still twice as plastic, <laughs> and um, it just had like a, a number amount and a picture of like five or six pedals, and maybe like a little mixer or something, like a little yeah Behringer mixer. Yeah, and uh, I said, uh, just sent a message like. Uh, what's the individual prices on this? He came back, and um, both the Tube Dreamer and the Zen um, Z Drive were seventy five dollars each. Wow, that's a bargain. Yeah, because the uh, the Tube Dreamers they're, they're pretty good. Yeah, Damn. and I mean I I thought at at first when you sent me the message I thought it was a Zen Drive. 
Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a similar kind of thing. Okay, Zia Drive for German Electronics. And um, so I made my girlfriend go pick it up from this random guy. And because uh, <laughs> I told Zoe, my girlfriend, like what they're worth, I'm like, this is, yeah, we need to get these even if we check them out. And then, uh, what do you call them? Like, flog it off, pass it on. Um, flip it? Oh, flip it, that's what. And um, yeah, I might pay for a night out or go out for dinner or something so I uh, convinced her to go and meet this random guy and he thought he was just selling his son's stuff off to like 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 make some money didn't realise what they're worth obviously and so she said there was this weird moment of both of them looking at each other like hey we're both ripping you off because <laughs> he, he thought it was just junk from his son's room and Zoe knew how much because I told her what they're worth okay so they're both like hey hey we're ripping each other off, <laughs> just quietly. This weird, this weird sort of look between them. So, yeah. But yeah, completely, completely different overdrives. I was just playing them this morning. The um, Zia's super transparent, not not transparent. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, dynamic. Uh. So even with a lot of gain, it's not it's still medium, like gain wise. But if you play lightly, it's almost clean. And then so what is it? Is, is it meant to be like a Zen drive? Because isn't a Zen drive meant to be like a jumble kind of thing? I think so. Uh, and let's I think have so. a look. Let's have a look on, on the only, interwebs. I've only plugged these in this morning for the first time. Indo. I've got a friend who's got a daughter called Zia. Oh, yeah? Who's name? Huh? A bass player called Zia? I don't know. Around the place? Um, um, yeah, anyway, the um, Zia drive... Is um, super dynamic, like no compression at all. Oh, cool! Basically, and um, but sound... oh, look, one on Revo from two hundred seventy-six dollars. <laughs> is that Australia? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not seventy-five dollars. No. And um, so that's like super open and dynamic. The Z Drive and the Tube Dreamer Plus, the jam pedals. It's basically like a, obviously a Tube Screamer type thing. That's pretty much the opposite. Well, yeah, it's it's meant to be a it's a tube screamer. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's a tube dreamer, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but not only is it like um, have like mid rangey. It's not honky mid range. It's like very fat mid range, and it compresses a lot. Okay. It's super squishy, okay. which is cool for lead lines. Yeah. And it has a boost. This one is a plus. <coughs> it has a boost in it, which boosts the gain a lot and gets into full distortion. So is it in front or after? I believe it's in front. Obviously, to get must be in front to get that gain push. Gain push, yeah, yeah. otherwise it'd be falling. And it's not independent. It's like, it has to be. has to be, okay. Yeah. Cool, Leo. So we're going to check those out that soon a, in videos. That was a steal. Yeah, that's, that's cool. And um, what else we got? Oh, we've got our friend Jack who came and did a um, podcast. podcast here in video. He... um. Lent the Metacore Pro analog, analog devices. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. He loves it. I'm not super loving it yet. Well, isn't that meant to be like a clony thing? Mm. And didn't the sort of that pedal show guys have a bit of a oh my god fest over it? Oh, really? <laughs> I think they did. Like you know, they they do tend to get a little bit. Overly excited about things at times. <laughs> yeah. And I think that was one of the pedals that got a little bit overly Especially, excited about. Was it Dan? 
yeah, yeah, the looking up at the sky and, you know, the, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of, oh, my God, um, a space echo got listed just recently uh-huh. in mint condition. Yeah. Every time I don't have money, space echoes get, go up for sale, likely. Of course they do. Yeah. How much was it? Twelve hundred bucks. Well, that's not too bad. It's not too bad because yeah. they're going up, eh? Hey? Of course, everything is going up. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, the Manticore has a drive and a gain control, which I'm pretty sure the drive goes into the gain like, to oh. fatten up the front end of the ah. second. <coughs> it's like that. Um, and the switch is called hitted. Oh, is it? It's it hitted. <laughs> it's kind of like the. Um, what was that? Marshall thing I had the Weibo one. Oh, the um, yeah, yeah, the, the, the JTM, JTM, J- whatever it's called, yeah. Yeah, the blue one. That kind of had a similar thing where it had like a pre-gain and a gain. Yeah, I still got that. Oh yeah. Well, the music shop is trying to sell it for me. <laughs> I still technically have it. Sold mine. Well, if anyone out there wants to buy a Weibo, what is it called? I think it was JTM JCM like slash JTM JCM drive. Yeah. Or whatever it is, let me know. Super fun, awesome, happy time at gmail.com. <laughs> and, um, um, if you don't want us to buy any um, <coughs> any uh, tools, I'm selling some stuff off. Just to... <laughs> I'm selling some old shoes of mine. <laughs> um, oh, and then we should also mention uh, I've got a clothesline got... for sale, too. Clothesline, lovely. Yeah, lovely. excellent. <laughs> Actually, you can have it. <laughs> uh, we also got the Grumpkin. Yeah, we've... it's been a week of um, cool stuff. So, this is from Adam. Who started a new company here in Australia? In Brisbane, is he? I think he's in Brisbane. Should actually check. Hook Ark Atom. This is his first pedal release for the company. It's um, it's an overdrive, and it's kind of. It's not really mid push, but it's more full range, weighty. But look, full range weighty. Yeah. Well, I haven't plugged it in yet, so I have no okay. idea. And so explain it to me. It's in this cool um, matte black finish, which I really like. Very simple layout. Volume gain and a magic control. Magic's pretty subtle. It does kind of... Adds a little bit of top end. Like, it's kind of a tone control. But it, I think it will slightly scoop it as you go up. Take a little bit of like upper mids out as well. It's uh-huh. brightening. It's kind of this little bit of EQ curvy thing. And um, yeah, this is Adam's first um, pedal for the company. Cool. I'm, I'm, cool. I'm really interested in plugging it in. I haven't plugged it in yet. We haven't, like I said, we haven't really had time mm. to do anything yet. I think um, <coughs> I think he's kind of nailed it with the looks too. That's, um, it looks great. It looks really classy. I think that thing of having really simple, yeah, but interesting is kind of tricky. And calling one of the knobs magic, yeah, that helps. That, yeah. that totally makes it. No, I think it looks really good. It has a really classy look to it, and even a back, like yeah, the way it's made in Australia, Arcatum.com. So yeah, I'm very much looking forward to trying that out. Um, now, what, what did I get? Your collection's oh, been growing. Oh God, I'm I'm having problems. Um, Are you going to like support groups or something? I need to go to support groups soon. <laughs> so what did I buy since last time? A whole lot of stuff. So I bought a whole bunch of more deity stuff, um, even stuff that I wasn't necessarily going to collect, but 
Um, there was a. Um, I think I'm going to get more of the just generally ninety stuff now. Anyway, yeah. Not just a final series, which is what I've been collecting. Okay. So um, I've been trying to keep up. So. Okay, so there is there is a couple of series. For those of you that don't know, Gabor's been collecting the old DOD stuff. 90s DOD stuff, yeah. yeah. The US stuff before they went to China. Mm. Now, there is a couple of series. And actually, cool thing is, and if you're listening, hi, Tom. Tom Cram, who was the, um, who just recently been sacked from being the guy, digital oh, yeah, DOD yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, right. He's, um, he's sort of following us and liking the, pic- the stuff that we're putting up on Instagram and he started putting up all, all DOD pedals now. Yeah, and cool. I wonder if I sort of semi-inspired him. It would be kind of cool if I did. And if you're listening, hi, Tom. Yeah. Um, Hello. We'd love to have you on the podcast, actually. That'd be That's, fun. Maybe we should contact Very cool. But hey, hang on. I should get I should get my iPad. Because on my iPad, I've got the whole list of things. Oh, do you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> so there is... Excuse me. Basically, DOD did a whole bunch of stuff, right? So, and... Whether it's actually officially separated into these different sections or not, but um, there are a couple of different um, series. So there's one they call the final series. The final series is basically the last. Okay. So it's it's about the look of the pedal more than anything else. It's the the final series, the last series they made in America before they went to China. Right. So how many we, series were done before they went to Asia? Well, there's okay. So there was the original, the, the really old one was a performer series. So there were performer pedals, okay, which was early eighties, yeah. I think, possibly even late seventies, early eighties. Then they had the what people consider the original series, yeah. which they released ten pedals as within nineteen eighty two, right, right, um, which are if you ever see them. So if you think of like a DoD pedal, it had it looks kind of the same. But where it says, the the main thing is the graphics on it that sort of separates them. And so if you look, if you see like an old pedal, old DOD pedal, and where it says what the pedal is, (coughs) so it says like chorus or overdrive. Mm. And to the left of this, there's a couple of lines. Yeah. Just black lines and black text. That's what's called the original series. Right. Right. So that one, they made 10 pedals off. In Originally, the early eighties in nineteen eighty-two. Yeah, right. Cool. Uh, and then in eighty-four, they added one, two, three, four, five pedals to that. So that was there's fifteen pedals called the original series, mm-hmm. right? Which is a um, if you want to know the <laughs> Bifet preamp, the phaser with an O, phaser, the envelope filter, noise gate, equalizer, overdrive preamp, distortion, stereo chorus, stereo flanger, and compressor, right? right? That was in 1982. So these were made in that, if you imagine a normal, the old type DOD box, not the little one from the 70s, like the current reissues that they did. Is that like um, the same size as like um, MXR pedals? That kind of thing? A bit smaller even, yeah. Like so that the current, if you currently go and buy like the old DOD 440 envelope filter, the little mm. green one, that uh, okay. shape, that was the very first series in the 70s. Mm. Right? All right, cool. But we're not talking about that. <laughs> we're talking about the first that looks like the 90s DOD pedal. So if you think of a grunge, the old grunge, yep. that enclosure. Mm-hmm. Right? Cool. Um, so they did those, and then they did, which are really cool actually, the swell pedal, mm-hmm. the American metal. Is that like sorry? Is that like a slow gear type thing? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We talked about it before. Yeah. With a momentary switch, which I would really oh, like right. to get. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> the American metal, which is kind of like a HM2. 
heavy metal pedals, similar thing. Pa- apparently, hey Tim, I was talking to Tim Green. Hey Tim. Um, hey Tim. I was talking a lot the other day about Strat and stuff. Yeah. Um, he said apparently HM2s are getting really rare and um, sought after. Oh, I've got to buy one then. For some reason. I've been wanting to we're buy not, one for a while. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I've been wanting to buy one for a while. Maybe someone famous has picked one up in the house. They are, um, they, they, they were basically, they're considered to be the sound of like Swedish, like oh, Scandinavian right. metal. That's sort of gotcha. the sound that started it all. Hmm. Uh, so the American metal is like the DOD version of it. Yeah, cool. Then there was a stereo, another stereo flanger. Yeah. But this one was the updated version. So the stereo flanger of the original series was the FX70. This was the FX75, which actually was stereo because it had two outputs. The other one wasn't. Gotcha. Yeah, well, just one. And it had, a, had three knobs instead of two. Mm-hmm. And then it did the harmonic enhancer and the delay. Cool. Now, I just bought, because they were stupidly cheap, the American Metal and the delay from that series. Is that analog delay? Yeah, that's got an yeah, nice. MN3005 oh, tube in it. Like the um, memory man, yeah. That was so. These that came out. That was sort of DoD and Boss were pretty much first in a lot of these things back in the days. Mm. Uh, and that was their. It was the the Boss analog. What was it? The AD two, AD two. God, Tim is going to hate me if he listens to this. I always get these things wrong. The sort of pinky, pink sort of one, pink red sort of pink yeah. analog delay yep. that they did a Wasacraft version of as well. Mm. Oh, DM. Is it DM? Is, is that digital? DM2? I think it's... AD2? Or is it AD the AD, Ibanez one? AD is like the maximum one, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, the, so there was the FX90, there was their delay. Um, so I got that and the American Metal because it was stupidly cheap and it was here in Australia. Yeah, DM2 is a... DM2? Okay, the DM2. Yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm shocking with that sort of stuff. <laughs> and it was one guy who sold those. And that guy also sold uh, in, and this it's getting a little bit confusing, but in 1995, DoD did their first reissue series. Mm-hmm. Now they reissued the pedals they originally did in the 70s, which was the the old. Okay, so they look like the ones you can buy now. Gotcha, like the compressor and the the um, compressor, the phaser, the envelope filter, envelope and. Filter. Uh, the 250, the yellow overdrive. Yep. So they did those in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Then they did the first reissue series of them in 95. Gotcha. And and now they've reissued it again recently, a few years ago, which yep. is the ones you currently buy. But the ones in 95 were kind of pretty much exactly the same with it, no LED, nothing. Mm-hmm. So I bought the envelope filter, the 440 envelope filter of that original issue series there's one guy sold all three of them mm-hmm. and it was stupidly cheap and it was in australia so i bought all three of them yeah cool um but yeah so you had okay so you had the original series <laughs> then you had what people call the itc banco series catchy name. now that's called after the name of the font they used they changed oh, the right. font it looked the same but the font was changed mm-hmm. and the font is called itc banco did so, they um change the sound or just the font i think it was just the looks okay but with that, they also introduced all new pedals. Ah, and those new pedals, that was in 93, <laughs> were pedals like the grunge pedal, the death metal pedal, the meat box, buzz box, bass grunge, that was in 94. Mm-hmm. And then in 95, the punkifier. Uh, and then, so that was, uh, that's called the ITC Banco series. Right. And all the pedals, the DOD pedals in that era from about 93 onwards, they changed fonts. So even pedals that were available before, 
they it's the same pedal or maybe some minor changes, but it was really just a font to look that changed. Yeah, right. Okay. And then <laughs> in '96, they started what they call the final series. So '96 is when it changed the, the enclosure. They changed the enclosure a little bit, and the foot switch they changed a little bit. Yep. And it changed the power supply from a like a headphone style three and a half mil jack to the normal boss style nine volt so that's called the final series and that's pedals like the gonculator the vibrothang the juice box ice box milk box then in 96 so this is winter nam 96 they released the gonculator vibrothang juice box ice box milk box no one cares about this everyone's (laughs) going to turn off by now but anyway in 96 summer nam they released a tuner Hmm? Like the fish, but that's the tuner, oh, tuner, tuna. Gotcha. The deep free space chorus, which is the one I don't have yet Ooh. of that series. So mm. I need that. Well, and the tuner. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the supersonic stereo flange, the integrated tube, even harmonic overdrive, and a grind rectifying overdrive. And then in 1997, they released Echo FX, which uh, FedEx lost. Thank you, FedEx. Thanks, jerks. And then the other one I just bought, which is the Corrosion. Right. Which I... uh, Tim Guitars, big thank you to Tim at Tim Guitars. He had one there quite cheap, and I bought it. And they're quite rare. They're probably one of the rarest. Oh, really? Okay. And then in 1999, (laughs) they released one final one, which was the Big Pig Fat Distortion. You've got that here. Which I've got, which is basically the same as a Corrosion, just in a different enclosure. And they're both basically the same as a Metal X, which was originally released in 1993. Slightly different voicings. But. So that's the history of DOD. So I bought, anyway, to make it easy, I bought the American Metal, uh, I bought the Delay, and I bought the um, Envelope Filter, 440, and I bought the, which one was the last one? Corrosion. Mm, cool. So I bought them, and then I also bought, um, thanks to a friend Phil on uh, in Brisbane here, a guy in Brisbane was selling uh, the Attacker, which is one that I didn't originally want to buy even, but it's from the 90s as well, and it's actually really cool. It's a compressor and distortion in one. Oh, really? And it actually sounds good. Is that Phil Her- Herpiness? Hervela. Hervela. Hervela, I think it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great bass play, actually. If you ever... I sold him a pedal the other day. Oh, you did? Which one? It was, a, oh, it was a basic side an Apex, like a, like a BBE type thing, but for, for, by Apex, yeah. He's a really good bass player. and um, mm, cool. um, I don't think I've met him in person. I did a few gigs with him in Brisbane and um, um, mm-hmm. with another friend of ours who now moved to, well, not now, but a few years ago, moved to England. Great keyboard player, uh, Chris Tomlinson. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's sort of band at the casino and stuff, and we did a few gigs. and. Um, yeah, really cool dude. He got me on to mono cases and all that stuff too. All right, go. Cool. Because um, he had friends who were distributors and stuff. So nice. Um, anyway, so bought that, and then I also bought. Um, uh, <laughs> wow. Because it was really cheap again. Not that I really wanted it, but it was really cheap. A um, OC two. Oh yeah, cool. Um, boss, a Japanese Boss OC two, which was on. It was in, again in Australia. Because the problem now is. Um, as of a week ago, a bit yep. over a week ago, we have some really stupid new import restrictions and well, we may have to pay tax on everything and not just tax, but um, tax customs and a fee. Customs charge you holding fees. 
And I mean, especially now, I have a feeling anything that comes through now, they'll be so overworked because every little piece of crap that comes through, they have to stop now mm, and do customs declarations for and all that stuff. So, so, so they'll be holding fees, quite expensive holding fees going around now. So those who don't know, we had, um, it's called GST in Australia, which is goods and services tax. It's VAT, I think, in a lot of other countries. Is that VAT? Is that um, in Europe? Or? Yeah, I think in England it's VAT. In yeah, America so. it's Trump tax, I don't know. <laughs> Trumptopia. Trumptopia tax. Uh, so up until uh, uh, this financial new, financial new Year's Eve? Well, this yeah, which is here financial year starts on the 1st yeah. of July. Um, anything under $1,000 you could just import. And it was fine. You just they post it to you from anywhere in the world, unless you were a company that imported stuff, or they could, if you buy too many of the same things, they could have stopped you as well and considered you an importer and oh, really? charge on it. Okay. But I mean, if it's just casual yeah. stuff under a thousand dollars, you didn't have to pay import tax. But now every importer has to pay GST, which is ten percent. Well, and not just that. Plus, but you have to pay GST, and then they charge an import tax, mm. which is post-GST. Yeah. So they put the GST on what you import. Then they put the percentage of import tax on it, or import duty. Mm. And then on top of that, they charge your holding fee probably as well. On everything. So dodgy. So it's stupid. Even if you spend. Like, um, even if you need things like, um, like I bought parts to build a studio compressor. Yeah. And just some stuff isn't available in Australia and you have to import it. Well, that's, I mean... Like the Souter Transformers. Let's, if, if we want to, talk, to turn this into a, a poli- political tax, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's the stupidity that is happening in the world right now, and it's, it's um, sorry, Americans, but Mr. Trump is right up there in the stupidity level. But, uh, you know, charging import taxes on things hmm. after, and especially people like Trump um, and big corporations uh, moving everything overseas... And completely destroying um, uh, industries, entire industries. Yeah. So I mean, it's. I remember I was listening to a um, the tone. What was it called? Chasing tone, the Wampler podcast. Brian Wampler podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. And this was a while ago, and he was saying, you know, all these people that have that talk really big about, oh, you know, American handmade pedals and all that stuff. And he was saying basically every single component in his pedals come from China because there is no other place in the world that makes the components other than China because the entire industry has been outsourced. So it's this stupidity, in my opinion, and Mm. that our current government here, which are idiots, and um, uh, it's the stupidity of of basically being a huge part in making everything go to China and then charging import duties on it back. I mean... It's anyway. It's dumb, but it's not, like I think our government's just as bad as Trump land. No, like, the, but Trump's they, pretty special, but <laughs> just not quite as flamboyant. <laughs> <laughs> They're lacking the showmanship Trump has. Less orange. Yes, orange. <laughs> oh, just like yeah. Just anyway, like, I mean, let's not learn this into. A, but anyway, yeah, we have to. There's there's duties now and everything. Yeah. Um, because we need to raise more money to give so, more tax breaks to banks. Yeah. Which they're doing. They're giving more tax breaks to Jesus. But anyway, they need because they need it. So I was thinking a way around this recently. We have a- Ken, if Ken listens to this, <laughs> Ken, hello Ken, by the way, Ken will be in his car listening to this. Yeah. And he'll get he'll get angry listening to it now because he's and I know because I know he's on my side with this. So. <laughs> anyway, hello Ken, by the way. 
so my thought around this is we have a mutual friend that lives in Nashville now. Can we get stuff posted to his house and he just posts it to us as a, a gift? How about that? Ah, the walk. Yeah. Hey, Carl. <laughs> I haven't asked him to run as fast as him. Fast him. Can we? And let's let's do this on a on a public uh, <laughs> yeah, forum. public forum here. Carl, can we use you? <laughs> I don't know if mule is a strong word, <laughs> but uh, only because I, I wanted to um, get a couple of five hundred series units. Okay. From my studio, like oh now because it's un- like they're like seven hundred bucks or something. If I put the money, put some money into that and. But still, it's going to be... Once you get hit by all that stuff, yeah. yeah. And it'll take get, three times as long to get here because it's going to get held up because every little thing is going to... A warehouse somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Every little thing is going to be looked at. I have a feeling things are going to get lost and stuff as well. Cause it's a, but anyway, um, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Good times but, ahead. Yes, yes. So uh, uh, <laughs> we said nothing. Carl is just a so, really nice person who so, gives us lots of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to uh, set up a side business, I have <laughs> Rent, rent a storage <coughs> shed in LA and put an ad on Facebook, Musicians Facebook in Australia, and say, you can hold stuff and then send it to us as a gift. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you buy stuff on eBay, instead of sending it to the Global Shipping Center, yeah. eBay Global Shipping Center, <laughs> send it to the Super Bonnels from Happy Time Shipping Center. No. One, no, two, no. three, fake street. <laughs> anyway. Um, what else did I get since last time? Oh, uh, I don't think I've even talked about it. Um, I, again, it's all this stuff I'm buying. I don't want to buy stuff, but it's all this cheap stuff coming up. I bought, and you put me onto that, the, the Bass Breaker. Amp, oh, yeah. Which is killer. It is pretty good, eh? It's such a good amp. Um, and I got it at a, a very nice price off a friend of yours, or yeah. friend of a friend. I met him a couple of times, and and I went and had a chat to his parents who were lovely people because he wasn't home because he works somewhere I think he works away now yeah so I went picked it up from his parents house and uh, what a killer amp like seriously good amp it's the head the 15 watt head 15 watt head so we did um, how long ago would that have been four years ago when it came out no so I've only been here for two at this place yeah okay maybe two years ago then year and a half Year and a half? Year and a half, two years. Okay. Well, yeah. when it first came out, yeah. one of the first videos we did, we did a bunch of videos for a local music shop in. One of the first bunch of videos we did was a bunch of bass breaker amps when it mm-hmm. just came out. Yeah. And we had, which ones did we had? We had... Uh, 1830. 1830, which is stupidly loud. I really like that, even though it's ridiculous. It's great. If you haven't, uh, if, you, if you do what I do, or you don't use the speaker, yeah. and you go into a... Like an IR thing, with it, so you don't have to listen to eight hundred decibels of power. Because I mean, we had that in here, and I had put earmuffs on. Like well, yeah, and the whole house was shaking. Industrial earmuffs. Because it was, um, it has the, the the that little piece of paper, the cardboard on top with That's the recommended right. settings, yeah. and one of them was well, it was called something like like overdrive mild crunch or something. Yeah. <laughs> And it had the settings and the volume, because the thing is, it has, so it's, it's uh, the 1830, uh, we'll, we'll get back to the 15 in a second, but the 18, so it's two sides, and one side is a 30 watt, like a deluxe, Fender Deluxe style, um, which is really clean. Hmm. Uh, and then the other channel is actually a different preamp, which is more like an 18 watt, I think it was, I think it says it's a brown face deluxe, but I think it's more of a Marshall-y kind of vibe. Yeah, it's more like a... Um, 
Blues Breaker. Blues Breaker. Style. Yeah. Well, that's what it's Bass Breaker, I guess. Mm. <clears throat> but anyway, so the bass, the 18 mod side, <clears throat> uh, it's meant to be lower wattage, so you get more crunch out of it. But I think it just had a volume and a tone. I think that was it. Yeah. Two knobs, volume <laughs> and tone. And you have to really crank it. And the, it, I think the preset setting was like on eight or something. <laughs> and we turn it up and it was just stupidly loud. If you watch the video, it's at Malulaba Music. Um, if you go and check out the YouTube channel, Malulaba Music, if you check out the Bass Breaker video, I think it's the very last clip. And if you look at my face while I'm playing it, I think you can see me sort of holding my eyeballs in. Does one, one eye kind of go around like 360? I think my eyes were trying to escape and I'm sort of holding them in. It's stupidly loud. Like yeah. the whole house is shaking. Um, anyway, and then which one was the other one? The 45? Deluxe 45 or something like that? I think we only got two, didn't no, we? No, no, we had three. Oh, did we get three? We had the one... Um, we definitely had the 15-watt combo. Which was... Uh, I... I First time I plugged it in, I, I said, this is the best amp Fender's ever made. Mm. And I still think so. It's very good. Um, sorry. Um, Traditionalists. Traditionalists. <laughs> and sorry, um, Joe Bonamassa. <laughs> what I do love, there's a, <coughs> it's a bit of tangent, but there's a company called Achilles in Melbourne who do like uh, Fender clones. Yeah. And clones. Brett Kingman did a few videos. Yeah, yeah. He likes them. Great sounding stuff. Um, I tried their basement, the 4x10 basement. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I had a master volume. That's what you need. That was cool. You need a must or and some sort of he, attenuation. Yeah, the crunch, but still had the weight of the four tens, but not the stupid yeah. volume. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Because uh, I think, yeah, it's it's, um, it's just not usable in this kind of nah. Like that stuff was made when the Beatles are playing like massive rooms, and, and no there was no PA. PA no, support, it's yeah. just a. I mean, I remember there was. I was watching things, and the Beatles had these big Vox amps. Yeah. Where they plug microphones to, into yeah, it as well. Yeah, all three of them go into one amp or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's two, they had like, I think they had two amps in the back. Yeah. One was two guitars <laughs> and a microphone, and the other one was a bass and a microphone or something. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> um, yeah. You don't, you, you can't use that nowadays. No. Or you, I mean, some people will say you can, but. Yeah. Um, like, unless you're doing the gigs out, even outside, like, like a medium sized festival, it cuts through. And you'll have, you'll have instantly, you'll have the sound guy coming uh, through the fallback saying, oh, can you turn it down a little bit? Can you just point your amp away from everyone? <laughs> Up into the sky. Actually, I saw a blues band do that. He had a Marshall head and a quad. Put the quad on its back and point at the roof. Wound it up. Okay. And just had a head on a... Get a little bit of like a slap back. <laughs> yeah. Don't need to bring my slap back. I 40, got 40 it. 40 off the ceiling. <laughs> um, Which is... Cool way, I guess. Of, then you can still get a big stage sound, but you're not murdering people in the front row. But anyway, that the f bass breaker 15. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> has a master volume on it. I mean, it's only 15 watts, and I haven't actually cranked it up through an actual speaker, mm. but uh, I've been using it through my two notch torpedo. And um, uh, I, the, with the master volume up fairly high, mm. it just sounds so nice and it compresses really nicely. Cool. And it sustains nicely, and it just it's just really good. And you have the three the structure structure switch, and that to me makes it. Yeah. Because you really have, I think, the low structure. It's it sounds like a Fender, um, and you can make it sound like a cranked Fender by cranking the master volume. Mm. Uh, but actually, you can crank the gain and back off the master volume. But if you crank the master volume, you drive the power amp yeah, tubes yeah. too, which it just sounds really cool. 
Um, but it's sort of a Fender sound. Then you have the mid structure, which to me, it's very voxy. Yeah. I mean, there are EL34s in that. Um, and I really, it was accidentally I pushed the bright switch yeah. once. And it absolutely makes it. The mid, if you have a humbucker guitar mm. and you're on mid structure, you hit the bright switch and it just opens up. Oh, cool. And it has a beautiful chimey vox sound. Yep. To me. And you can get from a really, that sort of clean to break up Vox sounds mm. to really quite driven. Yeah, cool. Like, almost like, again, martially sort of sound. Um, and then you've got the high gain structure, which to me, I really think they may have taken something from the EVH series. Because, I mean, they're doing EVH, I mean, it's Fender does yeah. the EVH stuff. And I've played a couple of the smaller heads that they had at, yep. um, um, at, Music shop where I teach at Music at Noosa, mm. which are actually really good. Yeah, cool. Um, but not quite clean enough for my liking. The mm. big 100 watt sucker has a beautiful clean sound, clean yes. channel. Yeah. The smaller ones don't. Um, but to be the, honest, if you're after China clean, you're not going to buy any EVH. Of that no, no. Even though the, the big one, yep. I've played a couple of them as well. The clean's great on it. Yeah, right, cool. Yeah. Because they're three channels, mm. and you get three very distinctively different good channels. But I think I really think the fifteen they took a bit off the EVH, because right. it has That's a really thick, nice. It sounds like that good brown sound kind of um, yeah, cool, definitely Marshall. modded Marshally yeah. sort of sound. I think it's a killer amp, killer, killer, killer amp. Like for, what did you pay for six hundred bucks or something? Six something. Yeah, yeah, about that. Um, yeah, I think they're about fourteen hundred new. It was in even, perfect nick. Even gigging, like if you ran out into a tw- 212, you could easily do big outdoors. 15 style. watts, that's all you need. Yeah. That's all you need. Um, you um, grab a little small pedal board with a boost and delay and modulation and a volume or a wine. Yeah. It's like, that's all, I mean, in most quality, gigs. That's proper quality. Like, yeah. And not a huge amount of outlay. No. It's, uh, I, I, I really, really think uh, it's it's probably the best amp I've played. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I haven't played a whole lot of super boutique amps, but I just, I think it's so versatile. This is kind of thing we've I've, I've just had a few people actually, sorry, just, go, yeah. just comment. Uh, I just put the video up this morning. Mm, yeah, so. Tuesday morning, which is maybe a new series that I do. Because yep. I sometimes just noodle around with stuff and I may as well just film it now. The mm. camera is usually set up. Um... um uh, a Tuesday morning with and I do different things but uh, some people commented on the effects loop that there's issues with it yeah. not on that one Good. I've plugged um, I tried a, um, I've plugged out I got the um, this boss mm. like almost rack size the, the DX100 and DM100 delay and reverb and I plugged them into the effects loop just to try it out and it sounded great yeah cool uh, anyway sorry especially just, with overdrive ch- um, channels like drive you need effects loop yeah uh, Although there's, um, um, there is a, um, is it that pedal show? It may have been that, oh no, it may have been the gig rig before it was that pedal show yeah. channel. They did a, um, they did a, like a, a rig rundown type thing with, what are they called? Is it like Biffy Clyro or something like that? It's that's, it's, it's a metal word, isn't it? No, no, no. It's like a <laughs> Scottish prog band. Okay. They're really big over there, but I've never heard of them here. Not sure. I think it's Biffy Clyro. Yeah. Anyway, uh, or like English, <laughs> Scottish, same same thing. Oh, head mail <laughs> below. Um, uh, 
but I think the lead the singer is Scottish. I don't know if, what the other guys are, but I think the singer is Scottish. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, and they, Gig Rig made the rig for them. Yeah, and he uses uh, metal zones as his main sound, and it actually sounds really cool. Yeah, cool. <laughs> but I think he uses delays in front of it. Oh, really? And it sounded great. And I mean, everything has its place, and yeah. if you de- what, depending on how you do it, yeah. it all. You know, whatever you want to make it sound like. But, um, yeah, yeah. anyway, I just wanted to say, this this amp, I haven't had any... I've only tried it once, mm. but there are no effects loop issues on my amp. Yeah, cool. Over to you. Yeah, we've both been talking about this, like how as much as we like the pedal thing and drives and started a podcast and YouTube channel on the sub- subject, we've both been talking about expanding our amp collection. Yes. Because they're cool. And they're just the fundamental. I just got a hankering for that recently. Yeah, I don't know why, but I've I've literally been a um, I've had my whole life. I really only ever had one amp. Uh, I mean, I had a few different amps. I had a twin. I got rid of it because it was too heavy. Mm. I had a um, <laughs> many people do. I had a Princeton, uh, which I really liked, but it wasn't quite loud enough. Yeah. Um, I had a um, which I should have. All of them were like old silver face ones and stuff, mm. which I should have hung on to, but of course I didn't. Um, I had a, um, a, briefly I had a Deluxe Reverb, but that broke, I think, mm. which I quite liked, the Deluxe Reverb actually. Um, and then I got a, and I've had it for 20 years now at least, a, a Hot Rod DeVille yeah. 4x10, and I love that amp. And then I, I did get a, um, I had this little PV for small gigs. Mm. Um, I never liked it though. Uh, um, what is it called? Classic Vintage 30. Classic 30? Classic 30, Classic yeah. 30. Yeah, I've um, done a couple of gigs recently with the back line was a um, Hot Rod DeVille 4x10. Dick, I yeah. love that. That's right. such a good amp. Mm. Um, I love it. 410s. I really have a thing mm. for 410s. Yeah. <coughs> that thing of... Because um, there's a couple of head style, like amp styles that I don't have. I've got a couple of amps here. Jesus one. I got the Jesus amp, and uh, <laughs> uh, two serotone heads, which is the creme brulee, which is kind of like a matchless voxy type thing. It's quite mid forward, and the mini OTS, which is dumbled type thing, which is kind of. Is on, it on? On it is on. You can I'll put it on standby. I can turn off. <laughs> um, yeah, that does that. It does great. Fended clean tones and it's a good sounding amp. The dirty, yeah. uh, it's the drives killer. I really like, even though I actually I really like my the Carvin mm. into into that into the serotonin sounds great magic like combo. with the drive drive channel. Yeah. But it does. I really like it with the Fender too. Mm. Good, the, really nice drive sound. And there's kind of couple of amp styles that I I want for well me. And <laughs> well, me. <laughs> no one else is good. Um, and for my studio here, like for recording um, tones. Yeah. One's the Marshall thing. Well, I'm getting the. Um, oh yeah, the new Origin. The Origin, yeah, yeah. which I'm really looking forward to as well. It's Australia's a little bit behind, so we're still waiting for um, the heads to come in. The the combos have been here for a while, but I don't think heads are in Australia yet, or possibly sure. I don't know, but. They haven't We're waiting it, for them. Made it to here yet? No. Well, they have to go uh, from from <laughs> New Guinea South. or whatever India. I think they made in India, maybe. New Guinea. <laughs> I'm just saying. It. They have to go from India, probably all the way to 
America, yeah. <laughs> and from America to back to here. Yeah, only here like it. Travel a lot. Yeah. The other thing is a um, a lucky. Oh, England. Marshall is English. What am I saying? Not America. But they're not made in England. Those. No, ones. no. But do they? I guess they would just ship him from India to the distributors, wouldn't they? Probably. Yeah. yeah okay. Well then, forget what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about talking to Aaron about this from Sleep. Our friend from Sleep. Have you seen that amp you just put up? That sort yeah, of the blue offset? One. That yeah. looks so good. That looks great. Um, if you haven't followed him on InstaFace or Facebook or whatever, um, just look up Sleepwalk Amps. Well, and check out a podcast with him. Yep. He makes some killer amps. Really nice dumbbell type I need stuff. To, I need to buy one of his amps at some stage. Because um, I want to talk to him about doing a low-watt Tweedy type head. Ah. It'll crunch up and get... Get, See, that's get all like um, yeah, Neil Young, yeah, and um, Tom Petty, and that kind of See, stuff. that's that's one of the other things now, and that's since I've had the, the torpedo. Now, yeah. I've never been, I've never owned a head. Ah. Um, I at one stage I had a preamp and a power amp that I used, oh, <laughs> yeah, for like a I had a clean amp and a dirty amp. Um, but I never had heads. But now because of the two notes torpedo, I mm. just want heads. Because um, um, you and, just plug them into the thing. And even if you gig with it, it's only like heads, heads we're using. They're not full-size Marshall. Like. Well, the Origin almost is. Is it really? Yeah. I, I, it surprised me, mm. um, but I looked at the measurements and it's a oh, big, big sucker, yeah. And like, even if you have to <coughs> plug it to a gig, it's only one more thing that you put on a trolley or on top of a yeah. case with wheels or something. That's what I love about the Hughes & Kettner. It's tiny. Mm. Yeah, when it, it's not broken. I've got to go and see Aaron, actually. If you go and see Aaron, let me know, and then I'll finally get off my house and go and see him with you. I've got to go to Coolum this week anyway, so um, see someone else. So cool. Good have her. Might go and see Aaron, and I'll up. drop off my amp and and the um, theremin <laughs> yeah. that he said he was going to try to fix. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you need a theremin. Ever? Well, I've got one. Mm. It just doesn't work. May as well get it fixed. <laughs> <laughs> they came up in conversation the other day at a gig where... Um, I stole the joke, but it is a joke. Put it on Facebook saying, I'm thinking of selling my theremin. I haven't touched it in years. Hey! Yeah, right? And there's <coughs> someone's commented, oh, how much do you want for it? Jeez. <laughs> <coughs> really don't get it. Someone there. didn't get it. <laughs> um, what were we talking about before? Basebreaker 15. Oh, amps. <laughs> Wanting to get more amps. Yeah, I'm, I'm really keen now on... I don't know why, but I have a, a hankering for an orange amp. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's another That's another style of altogether. It's not... It's not a thing. Yeah, it, it sound, has its own sort of sound. I don't know why, but I've got a, I've got a thing. I really would... But I should, we should, I should talk to Aaron, too. Yeah. Because that... They're, uh, they're affordable for what they are. Handmade. Like, he even makes the... Sh- the the head chassis like still he makes everything yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that velvety blue one that he had my god that was good <laughs> <clears throat> that just looked fantastic nice and that offset one yeah that he just he just posted um I'd like actually like a, an, a head but with the offset thing like the old Marshall thing yeah it's like yeah that, I'd for love those who haven't checked out it's like they're um, instead of having the chassis in the middle of the head it's off to the one side I think Marshall didn't Marshall do that for a little while. Yeah, yeah, that looks so good. Yeah. And Friedman does it. Yeah, true. Some of the Friedman amps do. You know what was cool, which I w- would actually try to like to try out, was that Marshall had that one watt series a few years ago, like five years ago. It was like one watt versions of 
JT. Oh, the li- really little thing. Yeah, yeah. I think they were quite limited though, weren't they? Yeah, it was only like six to 12 months each one. There's about a few different types. Yeah. Yeah. That could be fun. Yeah, amps. I think I'll get some more amps. But then I need to get um, a silly MP switching system like Henning has. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I bought a... There's another thing I bought that I forgot to mention. Well, one of my guitars sold, my George Benson sold. Mm. So I'm buying a bunch of things through the music shop See, where I've sold it. And um, I just bought a... I got a radial uh, ABY switch. Is that input or output? Like, like, is it two? one input and two outputs? Ah, oh, okay. so you can go to two different amps. Gotcha. It's basically so I can at, at my studio. Hmm. Um, at the moment, I have it wired, so basically plug into the patch bay, and there's a cable that's plugged into the amp. Mm-hmm. But especially when I get the Marshall as well, I want to have the Fender and the Marshall both plugged in, and the um, it's an ABY, buffered ABY. And radio is really good quality stuff. Yeah. So. Um, so you can either have one or the other or both. Cool. And I'm also getting a two notes torpedo captor, mm-hmm. which is just a load box. Yep. Because I've got the torpedo cab. Yeah, true. So I'm going to have both one of the, one of the heads going into the torpedo live, and the other head going into the captor into the cab. And then with the ABY switch, I could technically have both amps going at the same time. With two different speakers, virtual speakers. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. That is that's cool. what I want to do. I, I really need to try the to, uh, torpedo stuff on my amps. We we should do a video of it. That's what I'm, and yeah, we should we'll come here about. and uh, what I've been I've been saying it for ages. I know. Just and make, we should do it. We should make our own IR of your speaker. Yeah. And then AB it and see how it goes. Because I think it's great. It sounds really really good. Mm. And the cool thing is, it, it like. For example, right when I <clears throat> when I used to um, my Hughes and Kettner at home, mm. I mostly used uh, Celestian Greenback IR. Yep. But then when I when that broke, <laughs> that amp, <laughs> and I um, used my um, Hot Rod Deville, I really didn't like that IR. So yeah. I used I tried out a few different ones, and I ended up actually getting um, two notes has a uh, one called Super Blue. Which is a four by ten, whatever Fender four by ten IR, mm-hmm. um, and I use that, and that sounded great. And I thought, oh, that's cool because it's a four by ten amp, and I'm using the four by ten IR. And then when I got my the uh, bass breaker, I tried it out with the four by ten IR, and I didn't like it. And I tried it out with the Celestian IR, and I didn't really like it. But then I had this Rev four by twelve open back mm. cabinet, and I love the sound of that. So that's a cool thing is you can tailor the speaker to your amp. Yeah. And also within your amp, so for example, I had, um, uh, so when I used my my Hot Rod Deville, right, for recording, clean, I used the uh, Super Blue 4x10 IR. Mm-hmm. But when I wanted something heavy distortion, oh, actually, and that, and there was another speaker called the Vintage PA, where they found an old PA speaker that yeah, had right. an old um, greenback in it. Yeah. Really beaten up, worn in greenback, and it did an IR of that, and it sounds really cool. But anyway, if I wanted distortion, they have a thing. Um, um, when I use a distortion pedal, they have a thing. I think it's called a Big Beast, and it's one of those oversized four by twelves. Yeah, sure. Miss um, Boogie made something like that. Didn't I think it was an old Marshall oversized four by twelve, or something like that. Anyway, 
uh, with distortion. That sounded great. Cool. So that's the thing you can really tailor for your particular sound. It's like having all these different speakers mm. that sound different and work better for certain things. Could you, um, say if you're doing that live, could you switch all that via a switcher with MIDI? Yeah. Yeah, cool. The Torpedo Live has got MIDI. Mm. So that's what, um, if you watch, um, it's cool. from a few years ago, um, Pete Thorne mm. did a thing at NAMM for two nights. He did like a, oh, at one of the NAMMs, maybe it was last year or two years ago, like mm. at Summer NAMM. And he was saying, because he has this three-channel PT100 head. Yep. And he uses that, I think he uses actually two of them with two, two notes to Peter Live. Because I think he, I think right now he's in Japan again, and in Japan because he works with some big Japanese artists, and with them there's no amps on stage; it's all in ears. And he has for his clean channel, which is God knows what it's voiced after. He uses like a Vox style two by twelve cabinet, yep. but then when he switches on his pedal boards, um, so he has he can turn drives on, but he also can change channels on his amp. Cool. But it also changes to different IANIs on a two-notes torpedo. So his crunch channel, he uses a 4x10, or 4x12, sorry. Yeah. And then he uses it with greenbacks in it. I'm just going to say something. But then for his lead sound, he switches to a 4x12 with vintage 30s in it because mm -hmm. they cut more, or something like that. Yep. And he talks about that. That's that cool, hey? Live, even live as he's playing, he changes different presets, different sounds. He uses different speakers. Cool. And he says how cool that is, that yeah. you can do that, and it really makes a difference. Especially if you're doing, like, um, <coughs> say you're doing, like, like, like a rock indie thing or something where your intro is kind of lo-fi, you could use a six or an eight-inch speaker. Yeah. And then for the big power. You can do so much stuff. Cool stuff, go to quad box. We, I should really bring it here one time. We should do, a, like, a good video. We'll do a day. You know what? I might do a Tuesday morning with... And I'll just go through a bunch of my presets and stuff on that. Yeah, and then cool. we'll do a proper video here. Because cool. I, I would really like to try doing an, an our own IR mm. and do one of my... We'll do one here um, of your okay. 1x12 that you use, and then we can compare it. Yep. Uh, and then do one... I want to do one of my Hot Rod DeVille Sounds so good. I can use the actual speakers. Nice. Because um, I think it's that stuff is killer. That stuff It sounds so good. Oh, I'm saying that... I would really like to try out the Ox. Mm. Um, our, uh, actually, uh, our, our friend, our new friend of the show, <laughs> Nico, Nico Schliemann in, in Germany, he just posted, uh, hello Nico, by the way, if you're listening, uh, he just posted on um, Facebook, he did his first gig with the Ox, live gig. All oh, right. Because uh, I think he's mainly a um, Kemper guy. And I think for his the bigger band that he's in, that Glass Pellenspiele, mm. um, where they do like big shows, like big festival shows and stuff, he uses just all the camper stuff. But he plays in other bands too. Mm -hmm. And there was a clip of a band and they did, it was like a cover show, I think. Yep. Good band though. Mm. Like it was, I think, two guitars, drums, percussion, keyboards, and a female singer. Cool, cool sounding band. And he used a little Jet City um, yeah, right. I think it was only 15 mods as well, amp head, mm. uh, with the ox on top, and he said how good it sounded. And all the front of house sound was um, the ox. Mm. And um, he, he said his in-ears sounded better than ever before with the ox. Wow. So, um, yeah. Interesting. I'd love to try it, the ox, actually. It'd be interesting yeah, to... Um, I mean, Henning did an AB. Oh, 
Oh, sort of an AB with the ox in it, two notes. Okay, I must check that out. And he sort of said it's much of a muchness. Yeah. And in his opinion, the the ox is more for the 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 oldies <laughs> who like things more traditional, because the interface too looks very traditional. And... Yeah, it's not one for menu diving. No, no. whereas the the two note stuff seems to be more geared towards the metal guys, but mm. it works just as well with everything else. Um, but yeah, the Ox, if you look at the interface, it looks like a vintage tweed and it looks like a vintage beaten up cabinet. And um, But it'd be interesting. And it's it's mm. less mobile. So he said it's something, the Ox is really more, you put in your studio and you leave it there. It's not really something you carry around. Yeah, it's not rack mountable. And... Whereas the torpedo stuff is all rack mountable and, and mm. seems it seems really heavy duty, really well built, the torpedo cool. stuff. There you go. How are we going for time? How long have we been blabbering on for? An hour and five minutes. That's a really... Time flies when you're having fun. Was well, there anything else? Oh, we should quickly <laughs> mention too. Um, this is going to be a long podcast. So um, we're doing this thing now uh, where... Uh, or I'm sort of doing this thing now. Really, not we, but I'm... Uh, where I'm building a guitar. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to get um, as much input from people and help from people out there. And it's been actually surprisingly awesome. Um, so I got this, I did a quick Instagram TV, mm. I'm like up with the kids, Instagram TV, <laughs> I did a quick video um, with where I showed in it and stuff. Mm. <clears throat> so basically the story is, just quickly, um, Music Anusa, a music shop here where I, um, where I teach guitar and stuff, I walked in because I was teaching uh, and usually I walk in through the back door. Uh, in the back door, as you walk in, there's a, a like a repair room. There's, that's where to do repairs and restrings and stuff like that. And I walked in, and there was this really nice-looking Jazzmaster body sitting there, and they were wiring up uh, scratch plates. They were wiring up pickups and stuff. And I went, oh, that looks cool. Look at that. Oh, that's really nice. And um, then they actually asked me about if I knew anything about the wiring because I couldn't get certain things working and blah, blah, blah. Anyway... Uh, I come back the next day because um, I teach two day, Wednesday and Thursday afternoons. Come back the next day, and um, Jeff, one of my friends there, goes, "Oh, you wouldn't believe what happened." Uh, anyway, long story. Accident happened. Someone was pulling out a box from right down the bottom of a pile of boxes, and for whatever reason, the guitar body was sitting on top of those boxes, <laughs> and the body fell and got dinged up a little bit. Not really in a bad way. Yeah. In a nice way, actually. The ding marks are in, a, in nice places, actually, where you would kind of naturally ding a guitar. Mm. I kind of like it, but anyway. Um, and so the customer who bought that body and got them to wire it and stuff wasn't very happy. And so they ordered, it's an MJT body. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't, if people haven't heard of MJT, MJT seems to be making some really nice stuff. And lots of people, I read an article actually. Um, What's his name? Uh, Peter Northcote, like mm. one of the like top session dudes and guitarists in Australia. He has been using all. He's been building MJT guitars and all these strats yeah, right. that he uses live by MJT, and he loves them. And mm-hmm. um, so MJT is a company in America, and he makes guitar bodies, and then you can get them painted whatever you can get whatever timber you want, painted whatever color you want. And he also does really cool relicking jobs. They look really, really nice, the relicking jobs. The neck on my um, red, one. red Jazzmaster is an yeah. MJT. 
Uh, well, it's a USA CG neck, but relic mm-hmm. by MJT, um, which is a killer. Anyway, so the customer didn't want that, so they ordered another one. And then they were saying, oh, well, what are we going to do with this body now? We're going to have to flog it off cheap. And that's when I hear those words, they just ring in my ear, flog it off cheap. <laughs> and I went, oh, you know what? It's a jazz master. I love jazz masters. You and me have been talking for ages about doing another build. Mm, yeah. And I went, well, if you want to flog it off cheap, hey. I might be able to help you. So we worked worked it out, got a really good price on it. You know, this would be probably at least $700 maybe or so Australian, $800 after shipping. Really? New. I'd say so. Wow. Because they're not cheap. Yeah. I mean, it's at least three to 400 US to get that Is made it? Okay. plus shipping. And conversion rate. And conversion rate and stuff. And import duties. Import duties. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it, let's say some around $500 it okay. would cost at least. I paid much, 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 much less for that. And it's a really nice translucent blue older body. Mm. Looks really nice. It, it, just funny that I walked in to the shop and I saw it then and went, oh, that looks cool. Yeah. And now it's mine. <laughs> it's almost as if I had something to do with it falling and being pink. No, I didn't. Anyway, so I got the body and then I thought, what am I going to do with it? And then I had this fantastic idea and I thought, why not make it the super fun, awesome, happy time kind of demo guitar and see if people want to get involved mm. in helping out with the building side of things. Communal guitar. Communal guitar. Yeah. So I posted a pic on it and um, of it on Instagram and had quite, and, and Facebook and had quite a few people comment on it mm. um, and should say a huge thank you to John at Anarchy Audio in Western Australia because he said you should really talk to Martin, his friend Martin, yeah. uh, at Martin A. Smith Pickups in Western Australia because he said he makes some really, really cool pickups. Cool. And I said, okie dokie then. <laughs> and I emailed him and he said, and he replied to me, super nice dude. Hi, Martin, if you're listening, by the way. And hi, John, if you're listening. Um, super nice guy replied to me and he said, yeah, yeah, he was hanging out with Martin, with John the mm. night before. And John mentioned that I might be getting in touch and that, you know, we're good dudes and stuff. And, oh, cool. Um, which is, you know, big thank you to John. Um, and he said he'd love to mm. help out and get involved. So he's making us... Um, Two pickups, or making me two pickups. Killer. Um, uh, I read a bit about his wide range pickups, and mm-hmm. they sound really. It sounds like they're really cool pickups. So he's making me for the bridge position. He's making me a, a traditional vintage style Fender wide range. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I'm going to be his guinea pig. What like in a um, jazz mustang? No, no, no. Wide range size like with um, like chrome cover or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, which that's sort of what I wanted anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, then um, he's making he's making me a Jazzmaster pickup for the neck pickup. But I, w- I looked on his website and I said, oh, it doesn't say anything about Jazzmaster pickups. So if you're not making, if you don't make them, yeah. that's cool. I can try and find one somewhere else. And he replied and said, um, I've been meaning to <clears throat> make one, but I haven't had the time. Sure. This would be a good way for me to actually get my acting gear and make one uh, if you don't mind being my guinea pig and I said I'd love to be the guinea pig yeah cool so I was sort of he's going to send me a prototype and see how I like it yep awesome so I'm going to get the yeah so wide range in a bridge um, jazz master vintage style jazz master and a neck nice and then I just two pickups just two just two yeah no 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 just two. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go silly with that and then I uh, someone I mean I knew of Emerson Custom before hmm. 
but someone um, mentioned Emerson Custom on the like, tagged Emerson Custom on the yeah. Instagram thing, and they messaged and they said, "Oh, that looks really cool," something like that. And so I messaged them and said, "Oh, you know, just off by the off chance, if you guys wanted to get involved, I know, you know, it's it's a lot to ask for, and you guys probably have." big clients and stuff because they're quite well known now Mr. Mm. Custom with the yeah. pre-white kids doing well. and um, I've Mitch a, I've got them both my Walmart building okay, there you go yeah. and Mitch who's I think the owner because mm. um, it's a fairly small business still mm. replied to me super nice guy hi Mitch by the way if you're listening he replied and said well we can't really you know we're a small business we can't really do anything for free uh, and the problem with Australia is postage is not that cheap and I'm going to have to pay input duties on it as well now but that's a different story uh, but he gave me a super good deal cool. on one of their pre-wired kits. Mm-hmm. Um, then Martin said, if you get the Emerson one, they usually put 500 meg pots in it. Make sure to get a one meg pot ah. for the, because the wide range, it brings out the high end, the oh. nice high end of the wide range. Right, gotcha. So I emailed Mitch back and said, would it be okay to get a one meg, to get one meg pods in it instead, the fi- instead of the 500? He said, no worries. Um, so, uh, Emerson custom is sending me that one of their pre-wired kits with one make pots in it. That's cool. Um, now the, the problem then in, in that lies because there's a different size pickup in the mm. bridge and the Emerson pre-wired, um, harnesses don't have the rhythm circuits. So I need a different style pickup. Yeah. Um, Are you going to have the rhythm circuit or just like... No, volume? I'll go without the rhythm circuit for this just because it's... Is it just volume tone? Just volume and tone and a three-way switch. Cool. Um, so I, I just actually, just then, before I got a message back from the guy again, mm. um, someone, actually Martin mentioned a guy um, and then this other guy mentioned a guy. Someone on, on Instagram, I think, mentioned... The, what's his name? I forgot his name. Justin. Justin Hermes. Uh, who's a guy in South Australia yeah. who builds furniture, right? But kind of like he designs furniture and stuff, mm-hmm. which looks really cool. Actually, check out this if Justin Hermes design, I think it is some really cool looking furniture. Cool. Uh, but Martin and this other guy mentioned that he also does pick guards, yeah. Right. So, message him and he just got back to me and he's going to make me a a black anodized pick guard for it. Oh, neat! So, Justin Hermes, and the funny thing is, when I messaged him. I noticed that in 2015, I bought a Zvex machine of him as well. <laughs> Did you really? Because <laughs> I saw the message there before. But yes, hi, Justin, if you're listening, thanks for that as well. Okay. Um, so wow. he's going to make me a custom pickup without the rhythm circuit yep. and with the, um, the, the different size, the um, mm. wide range pickup in the bridge um, in black anodized. It's which cool. is going to be cool. cool. And then lastly, just want to mention, I messaged Mastery Bridge because I don't think I would go with anything else. Some people mentioned State Trim. Mm-hmm. I've got a guitar with State Trim stuff on it and it's good, but Mastery is just on another level. Mm-hmm. I messaged them uh, and I just said, just on the off chance, just messaging you. I know you, you, know, you deal with people like Bill Frizzell and Nels Klein and that who are a little bit higher in the ranks as me. Uh, and, you know, Sonic Youth and Elvis Costello and whoever else those, uses the Master of Bridges, yeah. you know. Um, and Wood, uh, John Woodland, the owner, replied to me. Mm-hmm. Cool. Lovely guy. And he just said, look, um, we have a policy here. Um, 
we don't give anything, don't do anything for free. We don't even give free stuff to major artists. We're small business, mm-hmm. we, you know, uh, our stuff is expensive, but it actually costs a fair bit to make it as well. Sure. And we're not actually making that much profit on the stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, um, we'd love to, but we can't, sorry. And I replied saying, you know, um, no worries. I kind of assumed that anyway. But just letting you know, I'll put mastery stuff on it anyway because I think it's by far the best. Cool. And he replied. It was really nice of him mm-hmm. to actually take the time out to reply yeah. and do that sort of stuff. So it'll have a mastery bridge and a mastery vibrato on it as well. Nice. Now, the only thing I need is a neck. Yeah. Um, so if anyone out there makes necks, I was actually thinking, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they're listening, and we talked about going to see them, but there's these guys in Noosa who have a coffee shop and build guitars. True. And they do workshops where you make guitars. I might go and talk to them and see if they could either make a neck for me or I might even go see if I could make a neck. That'd be cool. That'd be kind of cool. Very cool. It would be crap because I made it. But <laughs> I'm sure you'd be supervised with the tools. Because <laughs> um, I would really like to keep it... I mean... First, I was thinking I would really like to keep it Australian because of the import taxes. <laughs> but now I'm sort of thinking it'd be nice to have a mostly Australian parts. Mm. I mean, except for the, the mastery mm. and except for the body because that was yeah. MJ, MJ, MJT. Started all. But, um, mm. yeah, so I might go and talk to those guys and see. I haven't actually – we were meant to go and see them ages ago, but then I got sick and there were some other issues that came uh, that happened and – we never ended up going to see them, and then we mm. were trying to go and see them, and the shop wasn't open. And we've got to go and um, go and see them soon, and uh, might talk to them. And we've got we'll have them on the podcast as well. That's good. But, uh, yeah, so that's the um, nice the build. It's pretty cool. Like that kind of project project means you um, sort of meet people that you wouldn't yeah come, come across otherwise. yeah yeah or get in contact and, with and, them. I mean, you, you find that the thing that, I mean, more than anything else, um, with a lot of the stuff we've done now, with, with pedals, with, um, you know, uh, reviewing pedals and getting to know some of the pedal manufacturers, mm. so much of it is, you wouldn't think really so, but so much is just literally one guy who just sits there and makes it. Yeah. Or it's a family business where the husband like does one thing and the wife does other things and, and the, the kids paint kids stuff. Paint. And, you know, it's... Yeah, it's, yeah totally. you, you, a lot of times you don't think about that sort of stuff. Yeah. But it literally half the time. And you know, like um, Mastery Bridge, it's, mm. you know, fairly, but for the owner to reply to me, yeah. like John Woodland, who is the actual guy, and, you know, Emerson Custom, I think, again, it's a small family business. Mm. Um, and again, for the owner to reply to me, it's, I think it's really nice. And it's, it's good to know that, or not good to know, but I mean, it's, it's interesting because most people don't think about that sort of stuff. Yeah, you so think, oh, there's these pedals. It's a product online. It's or, a big, you yeah. know, it's probably, you know, but it actually is mm, like probably two guys sitting there making it. Like this, the um, the Grumpkin from Adam's new project. Um, it's, it's him, like his, his yeah. new, new, like, or, um, adventure. Mostronics, you know, yeah, totally. the stuff. It's, it's, We're going to check that out very soon. Which actually, I, I absolutely love that stuff. I think it's, we should get it's, it's, it's really killer stuff made in Australia. Really, really good. I actually talked to him as well um, the other day um, um, because he was going to send me one of his preamps. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but then he wasn't happy with it. And he said, I'm, I don't want to send you anything I'm not happy with, but maybe down the track. And I said, um, after playing his pedals that he sent us, um, and um, I actually emailed him and I said, oh, man, I want to, I, I don't even want you to send it to me. For, like, I don't want it for free. I want to buy one of those preamps off you because I think the stuff you make is killer. Cool. And I th I, if it's anything, if the preamp is anything like the other stuff, I will really like it. And he goes, oh, we'll talk about doing video and stuff in future. But um, really, really good stuff. I've actually, Absolutely. going back to the amps and stuff, in, a, in the studio at home, I've been using his cab sim mm -hmm. for recording. Yeah, cool. Because it, it has a direct through, and that goes to the amp, but then it has a cab simulated, which is just a frequency compensated output. But it sounds really good. And I had that going, and I recorded amp yes. and that at the same time. And actually, the way I have it set up, it go, all goes through my patch bay, and there's a direct as well line out. So yeah, lately, when I've been recording guitars at my place, <laughs> I've been recording chance. amp yep. through the IR, the um, Mostronics cab sim on a separate channel, and the guitar direct on another cool. channel as well. And you can get some really cool sounds with that. <laughs> and then you blend them. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I should do that. I should take a DI more when I'm doing guitars. I, since we've been doing... It's, it's my stupid thing when we do videos here and we do the bass... You know, when we do like a pedal and we go, okay, what does a bass sound like with it? And then we play bass. Yeah. And then I always do that. But everyone really wants to know <laughs> is what does a guitar sound? And we've been doing a few things direct in. Yeah. And it's, I think it sounds really good. And since then, I've been doing it at home and I really like it. Yeah, cool. I think it sounds great. Anyway, we've been going way over time. It's like an hour 22 now. Sorry, Ken. You've been... Um, <laughs> Hey, Ken. Hey, Ken. Um, yeah, we should get some videos happening. We should get some videos happening. So uh, on that note, so mm. thank you for everyone. Uh, to, oh, thank, you, thank you to everyone for getting involved with uh, um, the parts guitar. So the idea with that quickly again is so that's once it's done, I'm going to try and use it as much as I can in videos. Mm. And I'll, I'll mention who's been involved. It's, all, it, it's basically like an advertising thing. So um, it's a guitar for demos. A bit more versatile, maybe, because you've got the Jazzmaster neck and you've got a more humbucker, wide-range thing, so it's a yeah. different sound again um, that we're going to use for demos. Uh, and all the companies that are involved in making it uh, will always be mentioned, and there will be links and stuff to all this stuff, And because uh, we're very grateful for everyone helping out with that. Mm, very cool. Um, so uh, uh, we're still doing the thing also. Whatever you're looking at while you're listening to this, take a photo of it, post it on a Facebook page, which is Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Pedal Show. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Super Fun Awesome Happy Time with our pedal show. Send us an email, superfunawesomehappytime at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram TV, which is the same as the Instagram thing, but the TV part of it. Um, <laughs> IGTV. IGTV. Uh, YouTube, uh, Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Pedal Show. Um, all that stuff. And, um, you know... Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. There's tons more stuff coming. Uh, I'll stop talking. <laughs> cool, guys. Thanks for hanging out again. We'll um, we'll get into some videos. And, yes. And uh, talk, talk to you soon. Bye bye. <laughs>